Hello, everyone. Welcome back here to Capes and Japes. Um, Briar has just, uh, politely asked their dogs not to make any noise. Um, I had someone going, woo, very close to my window, <laughs> but I think they stopped. Um, they were but just, if they do it again. They were just so <laughs> excited that you were starting to record podcasts. They were so hype. If they do it again and it's audible on the microphone, I hope it's at a comedically appropriate moment. Um, but, uh, yes, I can't, um, I can't remember if we talked about this on mic when we talked about it or not, but, um, we're swinging back over. To DC, swinging, huh? We just talked about some spider people. That's fun. Ha <laughs> Um, we're swinging on back over to DC, um, with, uh, some characters that we probably sh- should have covered by now, but then also, like, it took us, it took us so long to do, like, Green Lantern. Um, look, sometimes you like a character and you're like, uh, should we do this right now? We've just done some very self-indulgent ones. We we should maybe do some ones that we don't like as much. Like Hal Jordan. <laughs> I guess we can do Hal Jordan. Um, after we figured out that we had not done a Hulk episode after like 120 episodes, um, nothing is going to surprise me anymore, truly. Um, Anyways, we, um, we're going to touch on some new gods. Um, we're going to talk about, uh, Mr. Miracle today, uh, Big Barda, I think next week, but that's like, not like, not to give anything away, but like, if we're going (laughs) to talk about Scott, we have to talk about Barda. No, we're just talking about Barda, actually. This is the Barda podcast. Um... And then probably, like, kind of a roundup of some various other, like, New Gods people. Um, but if anyone has one that they want us to do, like, a whole entire episode on, um, let us know. Uh, but starting with Mr. Miracle. So possibly some of this stuff, some of you have, like, never heard of any of this. Because I think the only, like, New Gods adjacent character we've talked about uh has been dark side um officially yes <laughs> officially um the only one who's who's gotten their own proper episode so far um so um the new gods are a creation of jack kirby um who you've probably heard of he's come up many many times on this show but uh Jack Kirby was Stan Lee's like primary creative partner um at Marvel in the 60s when they worked together to create um almost all of the characters that uh would go on to uh make you know like be the major recurring characters of Marvel. Like, um, they worked together. A Fantastic Four was kind of their first, like, big project together. Um, 
X-Men, uh, Iron Man, Captain America, uh, Black Panther, just tons and tons of stuff. Um, most things that you know Stan Lee for, Jack Kirby also worked on. Um, but Jack Kirby, during his tenure at Marvel, um, was getting sort of disillusioned, um, with how he was being treated. Um, he felt that, like, Stan Lee was taking a lot of the credit for ideas that weren't necessarily his. Like, generally, it would be, like, Stan Lee would write the scripts and, uh, Jack Kirby would draw them, but, like, Jack Kirby also had a lot of, like, input into the storylines, um, that he felt Stan Lee was taking credit for, um, he didn't feel like his work was being respected, he, like, wasn't getting to do the kind of projects he wanted to do, um, so, uh, he ended up defecting to DC, defecting, um, he took he took a he took a job with DC, um, which at the time was a uh, very big deal for them because Jack Kirby was like, you know, for all his like feeling that he hadn't been properly credited, he was still like you know an extremely accomplished and like pretty well known talent. Um, so they were willing to give. Uh, give him the opportunity to do, like, pretty much anything he wanted. Um, Jack Kirby, work for us, and you can do anything. I don't care how weird it is. I, like, I think a lot... I feel like it's a lot like um, when, like, they were trying to build the Harry Potter theme park, and, like, Disney was, like, kind of, like, you know, squabbling about, like, well, I don't... You can't, like, build a train... Or, like, you know, whatever. And Universal was like, we will let you do anything you want if you build the Harry Potter theme park here. (laughs) We need to have something over Disney. If we can get Harry Potter, that's great. We will, you can, you want a dragon that breathes fire? You've got it. Please. Please just build it here. Um. You want the anti-Semitic, uh, goblins? I guess. I I mean they're here now. Please just give us money. <laughs> ah, money. Um but uh so Jack Kirby's like kind of uh pet project uh when he went over to DC um in the early 70s was this uh concept called the fourth world. Um where his idea was that, uh, comics had been, like, uh, you know, like, kind of the newsstand model wasn't, like, selling the same as it used to, um, and he was trying to, uh, I mean, which would eventually prove to be, you know, the direction a lot of comics went, he had this idea for, like, a, like, one kind of big overarching story um, that could be, like, where the ideal format would be for it to be sold in one volume after, uh, it had concluded. Um, so, like, you know, like, a concrete, like, beginning and end to it. And the concept he used for this, um, 
is a thing that he had wanted um, to incorporate in some of the stuff he was doing in Marvel that, like, he had wanted to introduce in Thor, um, but didn't get the chance to because uh, it was a weird and experimental thing with a whole bunch of new characters. Um, but uh, it was this idea of uh, the new gods um, who were a group of godlike beings who inhabited uh, these two opposing worlds known as uh, New Genesis and Apocalypse. One of them is good and one of them's evil. <laughs> you can probably figure out which one. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard to say. Yeah, um, there's something about the New Genesis. <laughs> hmm. Anything new seems fishy. Um, and, uh, you know, invented this, like, whole, like, deeply involved mythology for them. There were, like, a ton of characters, um, a lot of lore, a lot of stuff that truly I, like, to this day, like, do not deeply understand. Um, and that a lot of comics readers uh, also didn't understand, because a lot of the fourth world titles... Uh, didn't sell too well. There were, like, uh, there were four of them in all. Um, there was, uh, oh, no, there were, uh, there were three. I lied. There were three <gasps> of them. Um, I mean, with a I thing know, called Fourth World, you would expect four. You, that's what one would think. Um, there were three titles that were originally part of this. One was called The New Gods. One was, uh, The Forever People. Um, and one that did the best out of all of them, probably because it was the closest to, like, traditional superhero comics, um, was Mr. Miracle. Um, so, who's this guy? Um, Who is this guy? This Mr. of Miracles. <laughs> I did not mean to pronounce miracles in that way, and yet here we are. Here we are. That's, uh, that's his, that's his thing now. Um, so Mr. Miracle, uh, is a man named Scott Free. Um. So his name, the name isn't is... Miracle. No, his name is also not really Scott Free. Um. It is now. Which is, it, it is now, is the thing. It, it, it was not the name he was born with. He doesn't know the name he was born with. It is a name that was given to him because it is a pun. Um, and now it's his name. But, uh, Scott Free. Hey, Olivia. Um, yeah? I did not until this moment realize that his name was a pun. <laughs> Scott Free! Yeah. Yeah, no, I, um... You get it now. Now it's all clear. Yeah, that one uh, did not click for me at all. Ever. Well, I mean, in some senses that makes it, you know, a successful pun. If it's, you know, not that. If it works as a name enough that you're not like, that's a weird name. Oh, it's a pun. Um, 
you know, I thought maybe he just liked the name Scott, and free is, like, just very metaphorical. I mean, it also works in that sense. I never put it together. Well, see, so you've officially learned one thing this episode. I'm sure I'll learn more. Yeah, listen, hopefully, maybe someone else out there knew about Scott and did not realize it was a pun. So, surprise. Um, He's off scot-free. Yeah. I hate Um, it. And now you'll never be able to not think about it when you see him. I won't. Um, It's terrible. Terrible. Uh, So, Scott. um, So, as we've said... This, like, New Gods, Fourth fourth World mythology centers around um, these two opposing worlds where uh, the New Gods live. Um, and Scott is uh, born the son of the, uh, the king of New Genesis, uh, a man named Highfather, um, who has been at war with the uh the king of apocalypse dark side who we've talked about um for uh you know just basically forever so the two of them agree to uh basically a hostage exchange um to you know stop these tensions from escalating any further and probably destroying both their planets so um high father gives his son uh to dark side to be raised on apocalypse and uh dark side gives his son um orion uh to high father to be raised on new genesis and then they're like okay so now neither of us can destroy the other's planet because we would be killing our own sons. I mean that assumes you care about your son. I it does it does assume that, but like pretty good deal if you don't give a shit about your kid. Pretty good deal if you hate your son. Um I think they're working under the assumption that they're like, well, dark side like he does we are immortal, but he probably does need an heir. Um, What's to stop him from having another son? No, he can't. All right. They sign a no-fuck pact. <laughs> um, Here's my son and also a promise ring. God. Um, there's... Dark, dark side, it's possible, is getting a very good deal here. Um, there's one person who's getting the shittiest deal. Scott? And that's Scott Free. <laughs> yeah. Um, because while, uh, Orion is raised, uh, on New Genesis, which is, like, you know, a pretty chill place, um, as, you know, High Father's son, and is treated very fairly and gets whatever he wants... Um, Scott is in Apocalypse, on Apocalypse, um, which is basically just hell, and all anyone does there is torture and murder, um, and they can't, you know, they can't kill Scott without breaking this agreement, um, but they can just, like, torture him forever. 
Um, so there wasn't a, like a no torture clause. Do you think that they would have put one in there? Like that's a huge don't oversight. Don't torture my son. Um, but uh, I guess he didn't care about him enough to do that. Um, but uh, Scott is raised not by Darkseid. Is primarily raised by one of Darkseid's henchmen, uh, Granny Goodness. The name is ironic. She's bad. She's awful. She's just, she's just the worst. Um, and, uh, she is in charge of, like, training young soldiers for Apocalypse and also, you know, torturing people, um, and, like, taking people they, like, kidnap and, like, you know, like, torturing them until they break, basically. Um, but, uh, Scott, for years and years and years of his terrible childhood of just being, uh, tortured and mistreated and mocked and verbally berated constantly, um, would not give in, um, and set his entire purpose on figuring out a way to escape. Um, and coming very close several times, and then getting caught, and then being tortured more, and then trying harder. Um, just like, a, just a truly extraordinary, um, amount of willpower. But also, um, because it's Apocalypse, and they have, uh, just, you know, bonkers security measures, um, because it's basically hell. Um, he is able to teach himself to get really, really good at escaping things. Um, you know, just all kinds of, like, picking locks and, like, breaking restraints and just, you know, just general escape artist stuff, except he's not doing it for fun. He's doing it because his life is the worst and he wants to leave. Um... But, uh, he, uh, he has, he has a few positive influences. Um, there's a new god named, uh, Metron, who's somewhat unique in not really being allied with, uh, with New Genesis or with Apocalypse. He just kind of, like, does his own thing. Um. He hangs out. Yeah, he just vibes. Um, but he meets Scott. And he's like, hey, consider there's, like, you know, probably stuff out there beyond Darkseid. And Scott's like, you're right. Um, and, uh, he manages to, uh, secretly join up with, um, a, um, an apocalypse resistance group, um, being led by, uh, Someone named, uh, Himon, or Haimon, Himon, um, Himon and Humba, <laughs> um, who is a, um, who is from New Genesis, but is undercover in Apocalypse trying to, like, you know, uh, kickstart this resistance. Um, and, uh, while he's there, um, he meets, uh, a beautiful woman 
uh, named Big Barda, um, who, uh, is one of Darkseid's, like, warriors called the Female Furies, um, but who is also kind of unhappy <laughs> with the current situation. Kind of? Um, kind of, you know, somewhat. It's like, I think this could be improved. Um, you know what? I'm starting to think this place is kind of like hell. It's, it seems very bad. Maybe we should have less torture and murder on a planet. Huh. When you really think about it, um, so, um, eventually, um, Scott and Barda, uh, become close, they fall in love, um, and they manage to escape Apocalypse and come to Earth. I think Scott gets out first, um, and then Barda follows him there after, um... But, uh, while, uh, Scott's on Earth, also apparently Darkseid is like, oh, good, you escaped, that's what I wanted, now, like, the pact is nullified and I can do war again, which is like, alright, well, why did you even agree to this pact if all you were gonna do was torture him for years and years and years, and then be like, okay, leave. Oh, change of pace. Yeah, just, just to, just to mix things up. Um, but, uh, so... Scott comes to Earth. Um, so as a, um, as a new god, he is, uh, basically immortal. Um, he has, uh, you know, improved, you know, strength, speed, agility, um, all that stuff. Um, he's immune to, like, toxins and diseases. Um, and he also has a ton of this, like, advanced fourth world technology. Um, like these, like, floating discs that he can fly around on. Um, and, you know, like, cool, like, uh, stuff he can shoot out of his gloves. Um, and this, like, recurring, um, element of, like, New Gods stuff, which is this thing called a mother box, um, which is basically, like, it's sort of like Jack Kirby inventing a smartphone, <laughs> um, but it's, like, this, like, uh, like, semi-sentient piece of technology, um, that, um, in addition to being able to, like, do all sorts of, like, useful things, like, uh, you know, make force fields, um, it, uh, like, communicates and bonds with the, like, the person who controls it, um, and, like, in this, like, <laughs> it's, ve it's very odd, like, one of the reasons that New Gods never really, you know, took off in terms of, like, mainstream popularity is because you have to explain things like mother boxes. <laughs> um, which is, like, all comics has, like, weird stuff like just Speed Force or whatever. Um, but, like, this was, like, a lot of new weird stuff for people. Um, it's not the weird stuff they've been reading since they were kids. 
Yeah. Um, but, um, so Scott has, uh, all this cool technology that he took with him. Um, he has his, you know, very enhanced physical abilities. And, uh, he also, he's, uh, he's very smart and he's a great, like, inventor and, like, kind of engineer. Um, and he also has an entire childhood that he spent training himself to escape things. Um, so naturally when he, uh, ends up on Earth, one of the first people he encounters is a, uh, circus escape artist, um, named Thaddeus Brown, um, who has a, uh, whose stage name is Mr. Miracle. <laughs> um, he, um, he has a, uh, an assistant who is a little person named Oberon, um, which was very confusing for me the first time I encountered them because Oberon sounds like it would be, uh, like a name that one of the new gods would have. Um, but no, he's just a normal earth guy. Um, he's very cool though. He's very cool. We, we, we love him. Scott loves him. Um, and he also has a, um, like, a, uh, a sort of, like, protege, uh, named Shiloh, um, but I think Shiloh, I think he might have been introduced later and sort of retconned in as, like, oh, yeah, this guy knew Thaddeus, um. I... I have seen Shiloh in Justice League International. Yes. I don't know if that's where he was introduced or not. Or if they're like, actually, let's uh, bring this guy back. We love this guy. Um, but, uh, so Scott meets Thaddeus and, uh, Thaddeus's pals. Um, he's, uh, very impressed by Scott's abilities and his cool, weird, like, sentient computer that, uh, lives in his mask. Um, and, uh, the, um, the two of them, uh, work together, um, because, uh, Thaddeus is being, um, like, uh, harassed by this, uh, this group called Intergang, which is an Earth crime organization that's actually run by Darkseid. Um, cause, you know, he's not busy enough. Um, but, uh, the two of them, he has this, like, weird, like, thing with one of the, uh, the, like, intergang leaders where he's like, I bet you can't cheat death. And Thaddeus is like, oh, I bet I can. Um, but, uh, he ends up, Thaddeus, um, is killed, uh, by an intergang member while, like, practicing a trick. Um, and, uh, Scott's very upset about this. Um, Oberon and Shiloh, if Shiloh is there, <laughs> are also presumably very upset about this. Um, so, uh, Scott decides to, uh, take on Thaddeus's stage identity, um, 
to uh, become, you know, a, a famous escape artist like he was. And then also while doing that, um, to try and, you know, prevent Darkseid's evil from, like, uh, seeping into Earth as much as possible. Um, which is made easier um, when uh, Barda shows up. Um, who is a, uh, much more accomplished, uh, fighter than Scott is, because, you know, her whole thing is being a warrior, and Scott's whole thing is avoiding getting hurt. (laughs) Um, It's a a good dynamic, though. It is a perfect dynamic. We'll probably- I want to talk about it more next week once we've covered both of them. Yes. Um- but um Jack Kirby apparently did base the two of them on his relationship with his wife. That's incredible. Um, which is just like it's, I am so glad that that's the life that Jack Kirby was living. Um but um so that's uh that's the setup for like Mr. Miracle's uh solo title basically is you know him as this escape artist. Uh, doing cool escape artist stuff, and then also, like, uh, dealing with the various, you know, minions of dark side, and also probably, like, non-dark side evil occasionally. Um, but it's like, you know, there's, like, agents of Apocalypse who are, uh, um, trying to track the two of them down because they're fugitives, um, and, uh, you know, just, uh, just all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. And also, like, him and Barda trying to adjust to life on Earth, because it's very different. <laughs> um, trying not to, you know, give t- too much away with their extremely advanced, uh, apocalypse technology that they have. Um, but so, as mentioned, um, these, uh, comics are not super popular um again presumably because uh they're so kind of weird and lore heavy and like deal so much with like these cosmic elements which again Mr. Miracle was the most successful out of them probably because it's like mostly kind of a superhero thing but with all these cosmic elements happening as opposed to like like, the New Gods title was very much, like, look at all this stuff. Isn't um, it neat? <laughs> it, isn't it, isn't it fun? Um, but so I think, uh, Scott kind of, uh, dips into obscurity, um, mostly after that, because, uh, I think a lot of writers, like, aren't really sure how to integrate, like, all of this mythology into the rest of the DCU for a while. And also, like, I don't know, like, how, you know, what people were feeling about, like, touching Jack Kirby's characters. Um, We can't do that. It's Jack Kirby's. Okay, but we can't just leave him out. Bring Scott inside. He's cold. He's so cold. Please help him. So I think the next time he shows 
up in a major thing might be in Justice League International. Um, and boy, howdy, does he. He he is there. You can speak more to his role in this uh, than I can. But basically, we've talked about this several times before, but the concept behind Justice League International was taking kind of primarily, like, you know, like, not really A-list DC characters. Um, they did get Batman, A-list though. A-list in our hearts. But they did get Batman, um, you know, like characters who weren't necessarily like super popular or had a huge following um, and doing this kind of like kind of comedy heavy, like almost sitcom-y like superhero team take with them, um, which Scott is part of. Um, and he's not... Um, He's not really as much of a chaotic force as some other personalities on the team. <laughs> um, no names mentioned. Um, I mean, you could be talking about half of the team, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Listen, there's a lot of, uh... Shenanigans? There's a lot of shenanigans that happen. Um, and Scott isn't quite as much of a one for shenanigans. Um, you know, a little, uh, a little more low-key. Um, he's also, you know, not that much of a fighter. He's a competent fighter, but clearly his thing is mostly, again, not getting hit. Um... I don't know, he fought pretty- there was one issue where, um, a bunch of dudes dogpiled him in, on him, and they're like, kill him, and he's just, like, walking- he's, like, standing to the side, just like, well, that'll take a while. <laughs> and they're like, how did you get out? And he's like, I, that's my whole thing. It's literally my whole thing. Um, I think it is funny to me that, like, he is- yeah, like, it's hard to define, uh, you know, a god in a universe where, uh, you know, one, you have literal gods from, like, actual mythologies that, like, exist and, like, interact with people, and then you also have, you know, superheroes that are powerful enough to be considered godlike by many. Um, but Scott is technically a god. Um, a new and it god. Is funny to me. He's a new one. Um, and it is funny to me that, like, he has that, but his biggest thing is just still being really, really good at getting out of stuff. Um, and I saw, like, a couple, like, um, a couple pages where I was looking up, like, specifically mentioned, like, He's even better at escaping things than Batman. And I was like, I mean, I should hope he would be. <laughs> it's like, he's a god, and it's his one thing. He's a god, and also Batman didn't grow up on Apocalypse. No! Batman just, you know, he's just obsessed with being good at stuff. He probably meditated in a cave for a couple months about it. Yeah. Um, 
while um while Scott is on Justice League International, he does get replaced with a robot for a bit. <laughs> um Look, he had to go on an international tour. He signed a yeah. contract without reading it. This is an important lesson. He gets sort of kidnapped, sort of forced onto an international tour by, um... No, no, not international. Intergalactic. Intergalactic tour, you're right, I'm sorry. An intergalactic tour, um, by, um, Manga Khan. Yeah. <laughs> um, partly because, uh, his, uh, his manager, his former manager, Funky Flashman, is a bad manager because he's... He also didn't read the contract. He, he didn't read the contract because he's Jack Kirby's mean parody of Stan Lee. So he's not very likable. <laughs> There's a lot going on. He gets replaced with a robot for a while because he's on an intergalactic tour. Um, and because it's Justice League International, nobody notices. Nobody notices, despite the fact that the robot, like, can't really carry on, like, a logical conversation. It obviously malfunctions. <laughs> like, but it's... <laughs> like, any time that somebody gets close <laughs> to knowing, it's just like, Hey, Scott, how are you doing? I'm fine. Oh, that's good. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, okay. Hmm. All he right. must really be fine. Um, yeah, and then the, um, the robot explodes, and everybody thinks Scott's dead. Um, <laughs> and then he comes back from his intergalactic tour. The fun thing like, is... <laughs> that was a robot. Uh, when everybody thinks that Scott's dead, oh, who, who joined Justice League International? Oh god, it was two of the other New Gods characters. I want to say it's Orion, but I don't know if that's because we just mentioned him earlier. Oh, no. There are so many of these goddamn bastards. <laughs> now I gotta look it up. Okay, it was Orion, and now I can't nice. remember who else it was. Light Ray. Okay. All right. Solved it. Anyways, so they join while Scott... Is fake dead because his because robot Orion exploded. like goes to his grave and is like, I've learned something. <laughs> I was too late, <laughs> but maybe I can still help. And he like joins the Justice League International, and it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't have. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad he learned this valuable lesson, uh, because his sort of brother exploded while he was a robot. <laughs> Um, so, um, that, um, that all happens, um, Justice League International, it's very fun, um, he gets into shenanigans, he deals with other people's shenanigans a lot, um, at, um, at one point, um, Highfather dies, um, and Scott, um, is, like, technically, like, next in line to rule New Genesis. Um, but he's like, no thank you. Um. That sounds bad, actually. It sounds like, I don't really want to deal with this. 
Um, so he, uh, relinquishes, uh, the position, um, to a, another one of the goddamn new gods, um, and also gives up part of his, like, uh, special god power that he has as, like, High Father's son. Um, I don't know why you would give that away. You're still his son, even if he died and you relinquished. Well, I mean, I think maybe he has to give it to somebody else so they can take over. He keeps, like, a little bit of it, though. Okay. It's a very ambiguous kind of, like, it's, like, um, it's the alpha effect, because Darkseid has, like, omega energy. Uh. Um, but it's, like, it's very, it's not very clear, like, what it does, but it's powerful and cool. Um... He also, at some point, learns the anti-life equation, um, which is this, like, this is enough, this is another reason why this, I mean, we complained when we did Dark Side that this was confusing. It's very cool, but it's very hard to conceptualize. So the anti-life equation is something that gives you the ability to take over people's minds. Through math. Through math. Um, it's never very clear why it's an equation. Um, and any attempts to make it an equation have always come out just like really silly sounding. Um, but like Scott at some point, I don't know when, Scott at some point like learns this. Um, or it's, like, revealed that he has known it for a while, but he, uh, like, fucking Faramir Lord of the Rings or something is, like, just one of the only people who's ever, like, resisted the temptation to use it. Um, which, I mean, makes sense thematically, because Scott's whole thing is about freedom and taking over people's minds is... Not that. <laughs> it's the opposite of that, really. It's very much, um... Uh, but, so, at some point, um, during, I think, leading up to Final Crisis, um, they do an event called, uh, Death of the New Gods, um, which was, like, written and drawn by Jim Starlin, um, and, uh, which apparently he was like, I wanted to get rid of all the new gods because um, a lot of people since Jack Kirby have written them very badly. Um, so I thought it would just be better to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna do Jack Kirby's characters dirty, nobody can have them. Nobody gets them. Um, but so as part of this, A bunch of the new gods are getting killed. Um, Barda gets murdered. Terrible. Obviously, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't last that long, thankfully, but Barda gets murdered. Scott's very upset. And then he starts, like, accessing the power of the anti-life equation and, like, kind of, uh, goes on a rampage. And then, like, they find out that the new gods are being killed by, like, the source, which is, like, the, like, power that, like, 
created the new gods, but it was like, actually, you guys are fucked up. I, I'm trying to get rid of you and make better gods. Um, and, um. Probably would have been more rad if, like, Scott died because of the reason that, like, all the other new gods are dying and Barda got really mad about it and figured everything out. Like, it would be rad. Why would you kill Barda? She's not even a new god. Why would you kill Barda? Why is that the dynamic? But, uh, and then, um, and then Scott is like, well, I guess you can kill me because, uh, I'm very upset about this revelation and I miss my tall wife. <laughs> um, but then at the end of Final Crisis, like, all of the new gods are revived and, like, they're fine. So what was um, the point? What was even the point? I don't. I don't want to. I didn't get too deep into he this. He tried so um, hard to kill the new gods, and everybody yeah. else was like, "Uh, no, absolutely not." I no. don't. I, I don't know. I. I <laughs> I don't know what sort what was happening behind the scenes when here. When you try your um, best, but you don't succeed, you really just don't. Um, so then, um, since there is like kind of been more like uh, you know, involving like the mostly there's been more involving the like apocalypse mythos and stuff because like um. Darkseid's kind of been used a lot as, like, you know, a big, like, ultra mega big bad for things. So, like, um, Scott and Barda have, like, cropped up a little bit more. Um, famously, um, a couple years ago, um, Tom King did one of his, uh, specialty 12-issue miniseries about a sad man. Um. He sure does love those. <laughs> God, he loves them. He can't get enough of them. Um, I, um, I'm saying this as someone who's, uh, genuinely fond of Tom King's work, but, like, he just loves a sad man. Um, Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, but so, uh, is a 12-issue, or I guess 12-issue maxi-series is technically what it's called. Um, but... In true Tom King fashion is more, uh, introspective than it is, you know, about kind of, you know, earth-shattering lore stuff. Although lore stuff does happen, but it's primarily about, like, you know, uh, Scott and Barda's relationship and the two of them, uh, getting ready to have a kid and having a kid, um, and Scott reckoning with his, you know, incredibly traumatic childhood and everything that happened to him. And, you know, how do you move on from that? And how do you, you know, prevent yourself from passing that sort of trauma down onto your child? Um, and those, those sort of themes. Um, but also there's a scene where he goes out (laughs) drinking with, uh, Ted and Booster, (laughs) which, good. um, is good. Look, um, I mean, they're friends they're in Justice friends. League International, so it would make sense that they're friends now. Yeah, they just stayed pals. Um, they watch football cute. and nobody understands it. Oh my god. That's so cute. Ugh. 
Um, but it's a very, very good series. Um, and like, honestly, probably not a bad, I think it does a good job at like covering the like lore parts. It's still, it's still sort of confusing because it's always going to be a little bit confusing. Um, but I think it's like a, it gives kind of a decent primer onto, uh, what the deal is with all of this. Um, and it reads pretty well as a standalone thing. Um, but, um, I love Scott. Obviously, I love, I love any dude superhero whose thing is not punching. I mean, don't get me wrong, he can punch. He can punch. Listen, if he's got a punch, he will. It's just not his main thing. Um, also, I saw, like, apparently their, like, official heights are, like, Scott is, like, 6'0", and Barda is 6'2". Um, that feels I, wrong. No, I will not accept. Scott's, like, 5'10", and Barda's, like, 6'7". <laughs> Barda is At, her name. She's big. She's she. You can't have like she's big. Her name Barda. can't be big Barda. And then she's like, like six two is very tall for like a human woman, but it's not tall enough that your name would be Big Barda. Also, she's not a human woman. Exactly. <sighs> um, like to be but, called um, Big Barda on your warrior planet is just. You gotta be big. Although I do you... love Big Barda, Strong Wife. <laughs> They're so good. It's to the point where I'm not even like, man, I wish Barda was my wife. Because Barda and they Scott clearly are... love each other very much. They they love each other so much. They've been like so consistently just like... in, And part of that is like, you know... Like, Clark and Lois have been through, like, a lot of ups and downs because they're in a lot of comics and people have to come up with new drama. Um, but Scott and Barda have just been, like, married and vibing for, like, a very long time. It, I'm so happy for them. They're so good. I love they're them so, so much. Hets can have little rights. As a treat. As a treat! Um, ugh. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk more when we talk about Barda. <laughs> holy shit. That is I what, love Barda. That is what, like, two-part episodes are so good about. Like, when two characters are so intertwined that it's, like, the first, the first one, it's like, I love this character. I get to talk more about them next week. <gasps> I can't wait! Um, Basically, we're just cheating. We could have done a Scott and Barda episode, but we want to talk about them more. <laughs> <laughs> God, we have to. Um, did, um, was there anything else that you wanted to bring up? Hmm. Oh, I had things I'm trying to remember now. Shoot. Well, I've already said that I love Scott. And I've already said yes, that I love confirmed. Barda, and I'm excited to talk about Barda. Uh, I didn't read any comics. Um,. I did start rewatching Avatar The Last Airbender. That's good. Still good. It's still good. I'm gonna watch Korra after I'm done. Um, Hell yeah. 
I think there was a Kickstarter I wanted to mention. I posted it in oh, Discord. Was it that Young Offenders? Uh, young Offenders. Yes. Um, I saw that. I actually saw Scott Snyder retweeting it. Oh, nice. I saw it on Instagram, and I kind of just, Hell like, yeah. went past it because I recognized the art, and I thought it was something else. Oh. And I'm like, okay, that's neat. Click, click, click. And then I saw it on Twitter later. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> um, I, um... I haven't had time to, like, actually look at the Kickstarter yet, because I was at work, but, um, it is a teen superhero team, which is, uh, the, uh, you know, the Capes and Japes brand TM. Five young adults must step out of the shadow of their more successful peers and mentors to not just save, but change the world. And I'm like, mm, yes, my brand. Absolutely, the brand. I support them. Um, I wanted, uh, I wanted to say, uh, Kitty Pride oh, kissed a woman this week. I did hear about um, that. <laughs> yeah, which, um, is a, um, a pretty big thing. Um, Susanna Polo, um, friend of the show, I wish, um, <laughs> mentioned it in her weekly comics roundup for Polygon, but she linked... She linked an article while she was talking about it, about, like, kind of the, like, history of reading Kitty as not straight, um, which was very good, um, and I recommend it. I will make sure I send it to you so you can put it in the notes, um, but, uh, Kitty Pride kissed a girl, so, uh, ex- ex- bet- like, Kitty Pride kissed a girl. Billy and Teddy got married. Um, Novar's dating Hercules. Um, and David and Tommy are dating. Uh, so, love wins, I guess. It's our time. Um. <laughs> the true gay God. agenda. I'm just, uh, just waiting, just waiting on Kate America to really just kind of get out there. Um. God. Hey, Marvel. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hire me to write a Hawkeye miniseries where Kate gets to kiss Miss America. <laughs> Please, listen. It's what they've been training for their whole life. Oh, I was born for this. Absolutely. Um, also, speaking of Tom King, I think he announced, like, during the DC fandom to enter the multiverse or whatever, um... His Batman Catwoman uh, series is finally going to be coming out in December. Um, it's him and Clay Man, I think, doing the art. Um, so, uh, uh, I guess in like a year and a half, we'll know what he was talking about when he kept saying how his like Batman finale was going to change Batman forever. Um, (laughs) it's gonna change it forever, but we'll find that out later. We'll find that out later. I hope it was gonna be, there's three Jokers, and then they came out with Batman three Jokers, and he was like, ah, shit, fuck, ah, damn it. Damn it, they beat me to it. No wonder they canceled Uh, it. There's a four, there's a fourth Joker! 
Look out! Look out! Um, Batman has actually been five different men this whole time. It's a diverse team of Batman. Um, I haven't uh, read any of Three Jokers, but I heard um, Jason did something cool. So, you know, good for him. Good good for him. Um, I also have not been reading anything. I haven't read any new comics in a long time. (laughs) Just... 80s and 90s comics. Unfortunately. I mean, Justice League I mean, International. It's good. pretty good. It's good. It's good. I yeah. like it. I enjoy it. I wish I had more energy for it, but uh, Avatar Last Airbender rewatch also good. I did also watch, uh, this kind of counts, because Hilda is another cartoon based off of a webcomic. <gasps> it was oh, fun. Hilda's so good. I also Holy watched shit. that earlier this week. Very fun. Cartoons! Also, Kipo's getting a third season. Yes, it's third, third and final season, but it is apparently good like, news. New season, bad news. Last season, yes, but it it was apparently they had like a three series, a three season plan in mind. Oh, so good. it's not like yeah, I yeah, saw the news and I was like, canceled. I was like, is it like we planned this out to be this long, or yeah. It's always no. They planned it. They planned it to be three seasons, which is nice, because um, like they're clearly, you know, building to some like specific conclusions of some sort. But they did also have plans for possibly some movies if it does well. So everyone stream Kipo so they can make movies of it. Um, please, please, Kipo good. Kipo good. Oh my gosh, we've gone so long. Okay. Um, you should follow us, if you feel like it, online, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Instagram, Facebook, just go to Capes and Japes. You can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, you can join our Discord server where we, uh, linked that, uh, that Kickstarter earlier and also, uh, where you can talk about Blazeball, um... I might get into Blazeball this week. Who knows? Go um, for it. I keep looking at it like, should I get into Blazeball? And then I'm like, I don't even... I I can't. I can't. This is one of those <laughs> things where I'm like, I cannot get into this. I will not allow right. myself. We'll see. Who knows? Um, but uh, we also have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can get bonus stuff, watch things, help us pick what we talk about. Um, you, uh, if you can't do that, but you still want to help us out, it would be very cool if you left a rating and a review. Um, and also if you told a friend if you think they would like the show. And also just being here and listening, um, just being here is something we appreciate. Um, we have appreciated it today, so thank you for joining us on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always... Kitty Pride finally kissed a girl. Kitty Pride kissed a girl. Um, Scott Free is kissing his tall wife. All is right in the world. That's a little bit strong. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>